Today's guest, Amy Razdell, met the love of her life at an abandoned gas station. Wait, don't worry. That's not the premise of a horror movie. Amy dishes all about that story, the joys of married life, as well as her personal mission to liberate corporate working moms by empowering them to build successful consulting businesses. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Welcome to episode 105 105. of of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. What is that? Some old school radio? radio. Yeah, like a radio (laughs) thing. We're Danielle and Justin Williams, your hosts. We're so glad you're here. Hey, whether you are newlyweds or oldlyweds, welcome to the family. Honey, seriously, did you write that? Oldlyweds? That's that's how good. (laughs) Newlyweds or endlyweds? End? That makes you sound like you're dead. No, endly, like any weds. Oh, geez. Whether you're newly weds, oldly weds, any weds, or about to be weds. Oh, okay. I get it. Well, either way, <laughs> any of those ways, um, Legendary Marriage is a movement of men and women on a mission to inspire, challenge, and impact a million couples yes. to build a life, a love, and a legacy together. Yeah. And our goal every week is to bring you insightful, authentic conversations with amazing guests that will inspire and challenge you to fight for a truly great marriage and a family and a life. You know, we surveyed a hundred thousand men and women and the idea of communication was at the top of the list when it came to marriage challenges. That's why we do this to, to give you opportunities to communicate with each other. It's so easy to fall into the roommate zone. And the truth is that you are one conversation away from more intimacy and connection. I feel like we need to do some sort of music that goes with the roommate zone. (laughs) Our goal is to be the best resource for couples. And we're so glad to have you as part of the team. So if you enjoy the show, then please do a few things. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Those reviews help the show grow so we can serve more couples to take their ordinary marriages to legendary yeah all right so also share a favorite episode with a friend awesome and then also join the legendary marriage community on facebook we always have fun conversations going on in there and all those links will be in the show notes before we introduce our guest for the week a few words from our sponsor yeah let's talk about dinner with holidays coming all the craziness of running a business life family love the idea of Freshly. So Freshly offers chef-prepared, all-natural gourmet meals delivered to customers' doorsteps through a weekly subscription model. And this is the good stuff. It's whole natural ingredients. Every meal is packed with high-quality protein and, and all the good stuff. Freshly meals never contain gluten or refined sugar or artificial additives. So here's the deal. Meals arrive fresh, never frozen. They're ready to eat within three minutes. Go to legendarymarriage.com slash Freshly to get 30% off your first month and begin enjoying fresh, delicious meals delivered to your door 
every week. There's also a link to that in our show notes. All right. So how is your Christmas shopping going? Uh, Not so great. (laughs) So if you're like me, you may have a few people on your list that are a bit of a challenge to buy for. Well, we have curated a few awesome ideas over on our Amazon store page. And you can go straight from that page into Amazon to shop whatever. Just do your normal stuff. Okay, so here's a here's a for instance. Uh, so one of the items bought this week through our Amazon link. Thank you very much. Um, let's see, Energizer one and a half volt button cell battery twenty pack. Twenty pack. What are you doing with 20 of those? 20, That's a lot of garage door openers. 20 watch batteries? You got 20 watches, maybe? What? Hey, if you're a watch fan. <laughs> watch on... Wait, what's it called? Aficionado? Uh, yeah, watch aficionado. So if you want to be like a watch aficionado, just like the people that have bought <laughs> from our Amazon store, jump on Amazon through legendarymarriage.com slash Amazon and get your Amazon And on. it's Amazon, right? It's great deals. It's easy. It's quick. And it's delivered to the front porch. Or my favorite, my personal favorite is... You just have them wrap it and deliver it straight to the person you're giving it to. Awesome. Amazing. You never even have to think about it again. Okay. And here's the awesome part. You get Amazon's great prices, free delivery with your Prime account, all that. And by using our affiliate links, you're supporting this podcast. And that means we get to help more couples together. We get to help them have more conversations that matter and build a life of love and a legacy. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's super easy. Just go to legendarymarriage.com slash Amazon and shop till you drop. All right, let's introduce our guest this week. Yes, Amy Rasdell, founder of Billable with Baby. She's got a great story to share, so let's get to it. So we are so happy to have Amy Rasdell on the podcast today. She is the founder of Billable with Baby, mom of two kids, 14 and four, and she traded her corporate job for consulting 15 years ago, and she's still loving it. She lives a very blended life with almost no boundaries. She works and plays every day. And she works to liberate corporate working moms by empowering them to build their own successful consulting businesses. Um, She brags that she's quick on the mute button and can even tell us a foolproof way to do a professional conference call from Disneyland. Is that true, Amy? (laughs) That's true. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I can't even I can't even skip over the Disneyland thing because <laughs> so Justin and I obviously we are always we're always recording, we're always having conference calls with people doing interviews, and I always am um telling the kids to shush or go watch the iPad or I have no idea how you would do a call from Disneyland. Tell uh, please tell us the story because I, I know there's gotta be a story there. So here is my trick. Um, and I live in San Diego, so I'm fairly close to Disneyland. And a couple of years ago, we did, we took the plunge and, and got passes for a year. Oh, that's and, awesome. and they're kind of expensive. So we really wanted to get our money's worth. And it was awesome. We went a lot. So here is the trick. Um, out in Critter Country, there is a restaurant. And it's across from Splash Mountain. And it's called the Hungry Bear Restaurant. And it has an upstairs and a downstairs So you go in the downstairs, not during peak lunch, off peak lunch, in the back corner near the Davy Crockett River are some (laughs) quiet little tables. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm just laughing at this. Like, this is a very specific place. Like, it's like that I'm super in cute, like, Italian restaurant that's under the river in the cave. In the, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm a Disneyland fan. You can tell. I know there's a lot of yeah. others out there. But the Hungry Bear restaurant's on the map. You can find it. And you know those giant lollipops that they sell at amusement parks? Sure. So, you get one of those, it's good for an hour. You wait until right when you're gonna get on the conference call, you unwrap one of those hour long lollipops for each child and you're good to go. Have you <laughs> really done this? Amy? I have done it so many times and really? I have done about three years ago, I remember distinctly, my kids were a little bit younger and um, the little one who's five now was a baby. And we're sitting in front of Splash Mountain and I had talked a girlfriend of mine into going with us. So she's taking my daughter, who's maybe 10 at the time, on Space Mountain. I'm sitting in front of Space Mountain, nursing the baby on a conference call, making money while I'm sitting in front of Space Mountain, nursing the baby and my daughter's on Space Mountain with her friends. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is this where you say you're quick on the mute button? Yes. Obviously, are there people like screaming in the background? Well, sometimes. And so there are now, of course, you have to be a little selective on which conference call, but there I have a fair amount of conference calls that I do in consulting where I'm on the phone with a whole team and I need to listen, but I don't need to talk that much. So I really can be on mute quite a bit. So I'm slightly selective. And there are, there are a few times I've been busted where I think, I don't think I'm going to have to talk, you know, or you, you're changing the baby and you accidentally unmute the phone and then people are like, <laughs> Okay, so now how long have you and your hubby been married? We have been married for 25 years. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But okay, I, so how did y'all meet? Like, I love to hear the stories of how people met. So, this is a bit of a funny story. Um, we both live in San Diego, and there was a abandoned gas station where the gas station had moved out, but nothing else had moved into the corner yet. So the previous boy, so I met him, I actually met him when I was 18. We kind of started dating when I was 20. So he's pretty much been, you know, we've been together pretty much our whole life, uh, our whole adult or semi-adult life. So I had a little stand, think swap meet or flea market style at the oh. gas station corner it was a super busy corner near the beach. And I, with the previous boyfriend, sold Velcro wallets and nylon backpacks and purses and all these cool beachy, colorful colors. And he rented the gas station building and he had a store that sold oriental rugs and wicker baskets and um, sheepskin car covers and uh, car seat covers and stuff like that. And so we were there on the corner and I mostly, I was in college, I mostly worked summers and that beach corner was so busy that I could make enough money working there selling Velcro wallets, if you can believe it, in the summer to pay for my whole next year of college. What? Amy. Oh my gosh. So you have been an entrepreneur kind of doing your own thing. That's always been in your blood. Well, it's funny because I never really thought about it until I left the corporate world to start my own consulting business. And then I was telling someone this story and I thought, oh, I guess I really always have 
had that streak in me because that's how I paid my way through college. So did he come up and say like, hey, can I get one of your wallets and your phone number? (laughs) So we were on the corner all the time because he was working in the store. So my- my This doesn't sound good. Like I always hung out at the corner. I know, we met on the street street corner. I was hanging out on the street (laughs) corner. So the previous boyfriend was a young surfer and he was always, we kind of, he and I kind of did the stand together. So he was always off surfing and I was there working. And so Chris was there working. So it would just always be like, hey, I'm going to go get sandwiches. Do you want something? Can you watch my store while I'll go get the sandwiches? You watch the shops, you know, oh, do you have change? And then there would be some times that it was really busy, like when everyone's going to the beach, when everyone's coming home. So in between, there was some sitting around. And this was before smartphones and all of that, right? 25 years ago. Right. Um, and we would play chess or cards or something like that. So we just got to be really good friends because we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So when did the uh, X become the X and then uh, Chris became the man? So one night on, it was happened to be an April Fool's Day, uh, which I'll jump ahead on the story. We got married on April Fool's Day some years oh. later. He proposed on April Fool's Day. So that's kind of our special day. Um, one night, the boyfriend was, the previous boyfriend was in Mexico surfing for a few weeks. And Chris said, hey, I'm tired. Let's go grab some dinner. And you can guess the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one became the ex-boyfriend. The other one became the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and here we are. He got so, Velcroed right out of your life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And you snap a new one in. There we go. <laughs> but the new one has stuck for a long time. Oh, yes. He's got longevity, man. Okay, so that's awesome. So now I'm wondering, when you guys first got married, so obviously you said you went to college and you got your degree and you started working. Now, what did you think work life was going to look like after you got married and start having kids? Well, In the early years before kids, it was pretty much what I expected. And he actually was working restaurants at the time. So we were kind of a little all over the place with our schedules. I was working days. He was working a lot of nights and we were kind of ships that passed in the night, but it worked out. Um, We were young and had a lot of energy and all that kind of stuff. And I really thought that once we had kids that like everybody else, I really... I have a couple of college degrees. I have a graduate degree. I invested a lot in my corporate career um, before I even started into the corporate world. So I really thought that the kids in daycare, like everybody else, that's what people do. Um, So Especially when you're going to make all this money and you've put such an investment into it. And were were you working corporate jobs before you had kids? Yes. Yeah. But I had an experience fairly early in my corporate career. Um, I was still young. I didn't have kids. And we had a female CFO at the company. And um, as high-level executives in the company, sometimes they had to, you know, jet off somewhere. So I remember so distinctly this experience where I saw her in the lobby with a suitcase. And it's, it's a coincidence that it's October 30th. It was October 30th. Um, right before. Wow, home. you have like serendipitous dates. I know. Isn't that funny? You have like a thing with that. <laughs> I know. I just looked at it and I thought, oh my gosh, 
because this is a story that I like to tell. I knew that she had two little boys, two and four. And I, I mean, you have little kids. Halloween is kind of a big deal when you have little kids. And it's really fun. It's, it's a holiday that I really enjoy. And I, and so I said, you know, Debbie, where are you going? She said, oh, I have to dash off to Washington, D.C. And so I knew that she was going to miss Halloween with her two little boys. And at that moment, it's one of those crystal moments where I thought, you know, I don't ever want to be in the position to have to make this choice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to choose. And so it's one Halloween, but Halloweens and birthdays, I don't want to have to make those choices and I think that's when I really started thinking about flexibility and what would that look like and what would it mean? And oddly enough, I actually started my consulting career a little before I had kids. Really? So I jumped off and got started before I had kids. I didn't, I didn't do that juggle, but I see a lot of people do that juggle and it just looks hard. I know a lot of women do it and they love it. But to work, and of course, nine to five is not actually nine to five, right? Right, right. It's commuting and lunch and time to drop the kids off at daycare or have the nanny and all of that stuff. And I just think it looks hard to juggle all of that stuff. You were consulting. Um, Tell us what that looks like for you. Yes. So what I do and what now I help other people do, other women, especially, I do the same type of work that I always did in the corporate world. So all of those college degrees and the graduate degree and all those years of corporate experience are still completely relevant and provide a lot of value. I do very similar work, but on a consulting basis. So I can control the what, the when, the where, the how. So my clients are still corporate, um, but I have many of them instead of just one. And I do almost all of my work remotely. So I do um, some networking and meeting and stuff like that quite a bit face-to-face. But when I dive into the projects, I typically meet once every week or two face-to-face and the rest of my work is remote. So I do 98% of it remotely. So for example, now that I have kids, I typically work half my workday during the day and half my workday at night after the kids go to bed. Mm, you must have a serious amount of energy, Amy. How do you I, do that? Like, I feel I like I when do. I do, <laughs> when I try to work, like if the thought of working half of my day after the kids go to bed, I think I'd be toast by then. Like, how do you do that? You know, I think, I think people's kind of have their own circadian rhythms and that works for me. I also think I spent a really long time as a, as a college student. I have three undergraduate degrees and a graduate degree. And if you think back to when you're a college student, that is a more typical rhythm of mm. going to school and kind of messing around during the day and then sitting down. At least it was for me and doing some uh, serious studying at night. So I think that rhythm just has always worked for me. Um, so it works really well with the kids. And then I also, in my other life, I, I do a lot of dance. And Ooh, so that what allows kind of dance, me. What kind of dancing do you do, Amy? I do modern and ballet. Oh. And so that allows me to do um, to, to do some serious dance classes during the day 
because professional dancers and I, and I don't make my living as a dancer, but I like to take high level classes. Professional dancers work at night. So they take class during the day. So that gives me the flexibility to go take dance class and live my life. And that's why I talk about living a very blended life because my work hours are kind of split and I can kind of set myself up. So I work from Disneyland or from the park or from Costco. And you say you basically have no boundaries. Um, The thought of that, I feel like makes me want to pull my hair out. And, and I'll tell you why, because I feel like I live with no boundaries and I feel like I need more boundaries. Like, um, so for our listeners, you can't tell, but so Amy and I are looking at each other on a video conference call, but half of our office is also a playroom. So there are kids, Legos and all kinds of stuff everywhere. Um, I feel like I need more boundaries. So Amy, how, what do you mean you work with no boundaries? Like I can't fathom it. (laughs) So what I mean, and I actually do have, we turned our front porch into my office, which is awesome because I can shut the door. So I do have toys. Um, And I often have a child in here, but if I really need not to have a child in here, that's possible. So what I mean by boundaries, I'm not talking about, some people mean boundaries. They feel like they need boundaries because they can't say no or set limits with other people. And they're saying yes to things that they shouldn't. So that's not what I mean. I'm, I'm good at saying no and making boundaries with my time. But for me, it's the boundary between work and life. So for me, work-life balance is like Sasquatch, a mythical creature that you're never (laughs) going to find. (laughs) And so to you, I might say, embrace the fact that you don't have boundaries and, and learn to just embrace that and make that work. So the idea of doing conference calls from Disneyland and having kids and, and juggling and mixing it all up instead of feeling that like this constant tension, like I need to have boundaries, Right. think about just, just giving into it and letting it flow and letting it. And it's funny because it might sound like I'm not organized. I'm actually a super organized person. I have my lists, but I embrace the fact, and there's a certain amount of flexibility that you just have to have with kids. Like school started in the fall. So I'm, we really try to make a lot of fun of the last couple of weeks of summer before school starts. I, I, I let the first week be a transition. The second week into school, I have all this work planned and my little guy wakes up on Monday morning with a fever. Oh, geez. Of course. But that happens all the time, right? So this idea of not having boundaries is like, okay, let's be flexible and let's figure out, you know, what we're going to make it all work. Um, We haven't talked that much about my husband, but we both work. Yeah, how does he fit in? (laughs) We both, (laughs) yeah. After the kids go to bed and you see him. (laughs) And so that's okay. We both work from home. So I think if, if he were at a nine to five job and gone all day, the idea of then me sitting in my office all evening probably wouldn't work. So we have chances during the day to hang out and um, to have family time. And so our, our whole flow, for example, our kids have never seen anyone go to work every day. Right. So it'll be, be kind of interesting. They, they kind of don't really know that's a thing. That parents like pack up and disappear for 10 hours every day because we don't do that. So 
once in a while, if, if something comes up and the way we pick, like if somebody has to cancel things to stay home from the kid, for the kids, because um, somebody got sick, we kind of balance it. We kind of prioritize by who's doing activities that are closest to revenue generation. So mm. whose activities are the closest to putting money in the bank? And that's how we prioritize who might have to cancel or postpone their meetings or plans. That's interesting. Okay. That really, that really makes sense. It's not an ego thing. It's just like, what's going to put more money in the bank. I like that. And now I wonder this, maybe this is too personal, but are you, do you feel like you're making the same type of money and same kind of quality of work that you did before you started doing your own consulting at home? So it's not personal, too personal for me. And here's the thing that I think is so important. Just because you have flexibility and work from home doesn't mean you have to make any compromise on your earning power, earning potential compensation. Mm. I make more money, not less. Really? And I think people are really surprised. I think especially women, the moms all kind of assume, well, if I'm going to have all this flexibility and be able to have this life that I'm dreaming of, I'm going to make less money. No. Really? How does that, how does that play out? Like, how do you make more money than in a high paying corporate job? So I still am working full time, um, but not necessarily corporate full time, but I now am selling my expertise when they need someone who really um, has my skill set. To some degree, I come in as a superhero. So do you, if you bring in a superhero, are you expecting to pay more than your average employee or less? Yeah, sure. More. So that's what it is. So I work in the places where I really add value. And so I'm expensive because I'm the expert that they need exactly when they need it. And not for three years for, for, you know, maybe 10 hours a week for six months. Right. And so I had a mom who um, was in one of my programs. This was a year ago. She did it. She left her corporate job. And within six months, she had doubled her corporate salary. Wow, that's really good. So I think I feel like part of my mission in Billable with Baby is to let, and I focus on women. It doesn't have to only be women, um, that having your flexible life doesn't have to be a compromise financially. Yeah. We'll get back to our conversation in just a moment, but we wanted to tell you a bit about what we're doing outside the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Yeah, it is December and we have decided to commit the entire month to giving away free coaching. Woohoo! This is the season of giving after all, so we want to give you a complimentary 60-minute breakthrough coaching session with one of us. All right, this offer is open to everyone, so just head over to legendarymarriage.com slash coaching and schedule your free breakthrough session today. Yeah, see, because we believe that everything in life impacts your marriage. We work with men and women through all kinds of things. Yeah, maybe you're like Heather and Dan, and you're struggling to connect in super busy careers, taking care of a brood of kids, and trying to find a way through some challenging circumstances. Or maybe you just want a deeper impact in your marriage, family, and world. And whether you've been married a minute or what seems like a lifetime, working with a coach can help you create clarity and experience breakthrough 
to start building a life, a love, and a legacy together. All right. So schedule your free breakthrough call. Just go to legendarymarriage.com slash coaching. We know how challenging this time of year can be. Like in one way, it feels like everything slows down a little. And in another way, it feels like it gets super fast. <laughs> so we wanted to make this offer now when people are starting to feel some of the weariness and the craziness of the year coming to a close. So whether you're feeling that weariness or you're just getting a jump on your 2019 goals, having a sounding board can help you radically clear about what's really important. So wherever you're at, whatever you're up to, we want to help. No strings attached. We won't be trying to sell you anything. We just want to help you identify and process that thing that keeps you feeling stuck. And we'll help you get clear, design a strategy, and take action to get you where you want to go. Yeah, so space is a little limited. So take advantage by going to legendarymarriage.com slash coaching to claim your free breakthrough coaching call today. All right, Merry Christmas to all our Legendary Marriage community. And now back to the show. Now, your husband, you said he works at home too. Yes. Now, I'm curious, how does that work during the day when you guys are both working at home together? So we built an eight by eight. This was before she sheds and man caves were a thing. Yes. But did you find, did you try to do it like in the same room or like we both are in the living room? no. No, 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 no. So we built a shed in the backyard. So when we had the first child, um, that kicked him. We each had we had a th- we have a three bedroom house. So we had our bedroom, and then we each had a be- you know an office. And so yeah. his was kind of the guest room in his office, but we didn't have guests all the time. So when we had the first baby, she took that room, and we built an eight by eight shed in the backyard, mm-hmm. and it has power and heat and air conditioning and cable TV and a little mini fridge. And this was before she sheds and man caves were a thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. And so he has his office in the backyard and honestly it works great because he working in the same room wouldn't be good. I honestly, I even see people who have businesses together and even you guys doing the podcast together. We are more in terms of negotiating our marriage, which we've been doing now for 25 years. I can't believe it because I feel like I'm 28. (laughs) I did not actually get married when I was three. Right, Um, right. But we're more of rather than cooperating on everything, we more stake out our territories. And I say stake out, but we, we kind of have territories of things that we really love to do and we're good at, and we have complementary things that we're good at and we like to do. So we have more of a territorial thing, but not in a bad way, right. rather than kind of doing everything together. So I have the front porch, he has his shed in the back. And so when, when the babies were little and noisy and running around, I don't know if this is true for all people, but I, I have a theory that that women are just kind of genetically engineered to have more tolerance for that stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's kind of, it sounds kind of right. <laughs> it sounds a little bit sexist, but at least our experience was that that kind of stuff didn't bother me. And so when the kids were like running around and having their tantrums and stuff, I would kind of just keep working and he could go out in his shed and close himself. I don't go in there. I don't clean it up. He can play his music. He can leave it a mess. It's not like, oh, here she comes again, picking up all the stuff, you know, some of those right. kind of irritation points that, that we have in, in marriages sure. at times. 
it's kind of his space. He does his thing. He could blast his music. Um, so that's, I think without that, it would be hard. And I can't imagine us trying to share a space because I tend to be more neat and tidy and organized. And his thing is, is a mess, but I just, you know, leave him out there and it works great. <laughs> just leave him out there in the shed. <laughs> what about, so now your youngest is five. Yes. And so like, how has it looked different in the different stages of baby, toddler, you know, kids in school? Because I have to imagine that when you have a one-year-old or a two-year-old at home, it looks a lot different from when you have a five-year-old. Yes. And so I, although I wasn't working my corporate job, I actually thought that when I was pregnant with my first child, who's now almost, she turns 15 next week, I thought, okay, Playtime is over. This has been great working for myself, but now we're going to have a child. So I probably should get a corporate job. So I actually thought very seriously about going back to a corporate job and even did some interviewing and had some offers when she was born. And I had this one friend who said, you know what, Amy, I've known you a long time. When that baby is born, you're not going to a corporate job. I know you, you're not going to leave that baby. And sure enough, I was really surprised by how attached I felt to the baby, how much I'm, I'm a mom that really likes my kids with me. Mm. Um, so I, I oddly enough, don't, I like my kids around. I didn't, I didn't feel the urge, like, just get me away from these kids for a little while. I really thought that I would be much more like that. Mm. So I liked having the babies around. So when they were tiny babies, they would sleep in my office. And I actually found oddly enough, the newborn phase, I got a ton of work done during the newborn phase. Sure. Cause they just sleep all the time. <laughs> they sleep a lot. And so they would just sleep next to me in my office and I really liked wearing them. So when they got a tiny bit older, I would wear them in the little baby thing mm-hmm. so the, with the second baby. Um, you may have heard the, the phrase babies bring abundance. So with the second baby, all of a sudden I have this big flood of work six weeks before he's done. Mm, no. My husband and I kind of got together and talked and I said, you know, when you work for yourself, business sometimes ebbs and flows and comes in waves. You and don't I, take maternity leave. Well, so I said, you know what? We sat down and I said, it would be good for us financially if I could take this work, but we're expecting a baby. So that means that we would have to figure some stuff out. So he took over and still does, teenagers require a lot of driving and running around. So he does all the driving and running around for the teenager. And he does all of the big Costco shopping. So he took that all on so I could take this work. And then I kind of do the running around in the care of the little one. So when the baby was born, I didn't even take 24 hours off. <gasps> Amy, oh my gosh. And here's the thing that I think is- Wait, aren't you in the hospital for 24 hours? So here's what happened. Please the don't baby, tell me you were working while you were in labor. No, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and I had an epidural, so I actually slept during some of my labor. Oh my gosh, isn't it a beautiful thing, Amy? Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I it always is tell a very me. beautiful thing. My births were just paradise. I me mean, too. Paradise on earth. Nobody wants to hear that story, but it really was super wonderful. <laughs> me too, and I loved it. And it, 
I hesitate to say because I have learned the hard way that birthing choices and medication during birth is a very personal choice. Sure. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I had a wonderful experience too, and I did have um, drug help <laughs> during yes. my childhood. Yes. So the baby was born in the morning. So there's all that excitement. And I loved the whole experience. It was super positive for me. I'm happy to share that piece because I think sometimes people think that it's so awful. My, my childbirths were, were exciting and wonderful and, and great. They were good experiences. So, so the baby was born at nine in the morning, get up in the room later in the afternoon. I send Chris home to take a shower because he's been there overnight. What, what's the deal with labors always during the night, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> you always stay up all night. So um, I'm sitting there, baby's sound asleep. I'm in the room and I'm thinking, I don't really want to read a magazine or watch TV. I had brought my computer just in case you end up with a C-section or something and spend more time than you expected. Right. So I got out my computer and started doing emails. <laughs> Because, but here's the important thing. That's what I felt like doing. I didn't right. have to do it. If I had wanted to take a three-month maternity leave, it's my business. I can right. do whatever I want. And I have friends who did, who just let right. everybody know, look, I'm taking three months. Don't even think you're going to hear from me. But for me, and then when the baby was tiny, neither of us liked the idea. I don't, I don't have a ton of outside meetings, but I have some. Neither of us liked the idea of, Kristen liked the idea of me being 30 minutes away across town and being home with a two-week baby, two-week-old baby. And I didn't really like the idea of being 30 minutes away from a two-week-old baby. Right. So we would drive there in the minivan and I would feed the baby right before I went in so the baby would go to sleep. And Chris would sit out there and watch Netflix while yeah. I was in the meeting. Sure. But I was, I was right there, you know, and I would keep my phone you know, so I could see text messages and it never happened, but he could send an SOS message and I could be outside in one minute if that happened. That is such a great partnership. I love that, that he was able to do that. So that's what I mean by no, no boundaries is that we're able to really have flexibility in the way that we both work. So of course, for me, um, I have the flexibility of having that support on the flip side for a woman, a working mom um, who has a partner who works the nine to five. So they don't have that time flexibility, but their partner has a steady paycheck and benefits and all that. So we we kind of have this trade-off that we have the time flexibility, but my spouse doesn't have you know, we're completely free ranging, you know, right, right. There's no benefits, there's no paychecks unless we go out and figure it out. So there's, right. there's all those trade-offs. And I think it's so important in your life and your marriage that there are these trade-offs that you make to make them consciously and they can change There's seasons, you know, like you're saying, okay, now the kids are in school. What was it like when they were newborn? So we don't need that level of support now because the kids are in school. Right. But you figure those things out and make it work intentionally and consciously during those different seasons of your life. Now, this is just a question for your 14 year old. I'm sure you're starting to think of like, okay, college is coming up and now you obviously have made your own business and you work from home. Do you, 
advise your child to do a similar thing? Or are you, are you saying do your own thing? You know, maybe you don't even have to go to college. Like, what are you advising them? So for me, I think college is really important. So for sure, we talk about, we kind of assume college. Now, if she has some radically different plan, of course, we would all sort that out together. But I think I'm still a believer that college is really important. And I believe for me, my corporate experience is what allows me to do what I do now and make a lot of money. Mm. So in fact, just the other day, she was kind of spouting off um, and she said, yeah, I want to be a Fortune 500 CEO. So that's kind of the way that I've still raised her. She's seen a lot of startups Mm -hmm. and because I work for myself, I have always taken my kids. So I do a lot of speaking in person and for the first, so two or three years ago, I spoke all around town with the baby in, I would show up at this, these corporate speaking events with a baby stroller. And I wish I would have taken video <laughs> because yeah, people, do your customers like, know oh, that you're the gosh. billable, billable, um, with baby m- mom? Like, do they so know that? Now they do because I'm, I'm out there with it in the early days, not so much, but now when the baby was little, um, the second one, I would go to speaking events. So I would do these, I have pictures of myself doing these speaking events with a, a baby and a baby Bjorn. And I'm speaking to a full-on corporate audience with this baby. And honestly, that was partly how Billable with Baby was born because people were saying, oh my gosh, you walked in with this baby stroller. I thought you were crazy. <laughs> and, and we completely forgot that, that you even had a baby here because I'd walk in with the baby stroller and I'd be talking. The baby would start to fuss a little. I'd drop him into the baby carrier and I kind of jiggle and kind of never miss a beat in my talking. Now I'm a very comfortable performer. I have a lot of performing arts experience and I really love speaking. And I'm just a really, um, I'm kind of a calm, low key, we can just handle this all person. Yeah. And so I just made it all work. And people will say, you know, that's crazy. What if the baby cried? And I just, and the first time someone asked me that, I thought, well, I, I just figured the baby wouldn't cry and the baby didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> so I just you- kind of assume the best and it all works out. <laughs> Yeah. So it just always worked. Now I'm wondering what just as a woman, I think I would have a different reaction to a public speaker coming into a corporate event with a baby than maybe some of the men did. Did you ever find like kind of conflicting reviews? You know what? Universally, everybody loved it. Hmm. The men loved it. The women loved it. And, um, I, they all just came out of it just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. And then the I started having the women asking me, how did you do this? Can you teach me to do this? How you know? And that's part of how Billable with Baby was born because everyone saw me doing this and they wanted to do it too. And not just the women because a lot of men would really like to have more flexibility too right? Hmm. Now, what if a man walked in with a baby Bjorn? 
and was doing a talk. Man, that would be... Wouldn't that be amazing? Have you ever seen something like that? No. No, but we all... I don't know if you saw this. I'm thinking it's like about two years ago. That guy who was doing the BBC interview when his kids came in. Do you know oh, the, yeah. the yeah. clip that I'm talking about? Yeah, always so hysterical. At least that was a man. And um, yeah, it was totally hysterical. And, and all of us women laughed because his wife like comes in and drags <laughs> the kids away. And we're, and we're yeah. all... That's what we do every day, right? You were talking earlier that you and Justin are recording and you're kind of like shushing the kids and like, go, you know, go watch your iPad and all that kind of stuff. So I I think what part of what I'm saying is I'm kind of busting some of these myths. You don't have to make less money. And guess what? I have a whole little series that I do in Billable with Baby yeah, tell us tell us that, about that and how we can kind of find out about you and what you're doing and kind of connect more with that. Because I'm sure there are some ladies in the audience that are going, hmm, how do I make that work? Yes. And the, the thing is, you can make it work. Um, you can bring the baby. You don't have to bring the baby. You still have to be professional. You know, I'm a li- being a little bit flip about it today. It is still hard work. Um, but I have a, a series of programs and lots of great, even more. We've talked about a lot of stories today. Thanks for letting me tell my stories. Oh, I time. always love the story. Um, and so I have more stories on my website, which is Billable with Baby. And then I have a great, if you're thinking, hmm, how can I do this? And maybe I want to try this. I have a free email course called Three Action Steps to Generate Revenue Now. And if you go to my website, which is billablewithbaby.com, that course will actually pop right out at you. And it's a free email course that takes you through three easy to follow steps that gives you the best possible chance of landing a project and getting a check in the bank. And I really like That's to- That's what te- we want to do. Get and I check. like to teach people, look, you don't even have to start a business. So if the idea of starting a business is, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm starting a business, forget all that. Just land a project and get a check in the bank. And once you start making money, then you can worry about all that stuff. So I really teach my moms and my one mom that I talked about that within six months had doubled her corporate salary. um, Don't think about websites and business and all this stuff. Just follow these three steps to get a project, get a check in the bank, get some money coming in, and then sure, all of that stuff you have to do, but you can do that over time. Super practical, right? Mm -hmm. Moms, we're practical. We have to be, right? That's right. That's right. Well, it has been a joy talking with you today, Amy. Thank you for having me. I will include all those links um, in case you missed what Amy was talking about there, her website and that free resource um, in case you want to get connected with her. We will definitely include that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. I love how Amy is just making her family a priority. The no boundaries thing. I know we talked about it, but it was, it's still a little scary to me. It's stressing me me out a little bit. I'm going to be honest. It's still a little scary to me. I even need boundaries with you, honey. You're, you're sitting too close. I know. We each need our alone time. Can I please have some space? But no, seriously, a healthy marriage, a healthy family, sometimes you need a little bit of space. Absolutely. It's, it's okay. It's all good. Um, yeah. But I love how she and her family just are just meshed together and yeah. they do it all. Um, but they do have their separate spaces. He's got his man cave. She's got her um, office porch 
They make it work. Yeah. I love it. All right. So now the talk about it segment. And now the talk about it segment in the show. Each week we challenge you to have a conversation that matters. All right. So here's your conversation starter. What do you want to set as a priority in your schedule? I know Amy was talking about her dance classes and trips to Disney and all those things she sets as a priority. Um, Look at your schedule. What do you ideally want to set as a priority? It's a great time of year to be thinking about that too, even before New Year's. That's it for today's show. As always, we're talking about all the hot topics from the podcast and so much more over in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community. You can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 105. Hey, and don't forget to claim your free breakthrough coaching session. Just head over to legendarymarriage.com slash coaching today and get it scheduled. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.